Blog Talk Radio. There's a miracle in this room with my name on it. There's a healing in this room and it's here for me. Oh, there's a breakthrough. Listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends, streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Oh, what's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic. Big Woo, JT, and Donnie. Big Woo, it's Sunday, 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 NFL. In the NFL world today, the Carolina Panthers took care of business. The Dallas Cowboys are struggling in a tight game with the Chiefs. And we got my man James, J.T. Thompson. He's in the building. What's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, Wu? What's going on, audience, man? Hey, it's, what you call this is a great ball game because we are slugging it out with the only team to beat the Philadelphia Eagles this season. I ain't got no problem with what's going on now. Nope, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough matchup. Uh, a couple mistakes we made uh, in this game, but uh, all in all, I, I think we are showing our our greatness on offense. Uh, when we do get a chance to be on offense, we are handling business. Uh, I want to welcome in the caller uh, right now. I thought it was Donnie, but caller, who's in? I just wanted to call and listen to you, Big Woo, talk about Panthers, et cetera, et cetera. This is Nima. Hello, love. What's up, Nima? Hey, hey Nima. What's going on? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about football. I just wanted to hear y'all and brag that my Eagles is like A one, but I'm going to leave that alone. Hey, look, you know what? I'm, I'm going to talk about your Eagles, too. That's one of the things I'm going to talk about. How about the Eagles? Hate to say it, uh, so I won't. Are the Eagles going to win the Super Bowl? Is if 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 it was if it was New England, we would be having uh, handing the the, the uh, trophy over to them right now. But it's the Eagles. So Eagles even win the Super Bowl? Will they even make it to the Super Bowl? Or even worse, Nima, will they even make the playoffs? I'm just saying. We saw the Eagles last year and how they fell off at the end of the season. But anything can happen. A couple of the topics we're going to cover, because we're also going to cover, of course, the Cowboys. The Panthers done won. Uh, it's the second place in the division the Panthers are now. Uh, from what we've seen, I want to know what, you know, what we've seen in the first half. How do we think the season will end for the Carolina Panthers? Cam Newton was without Benjamin today. Is he better off or worse off? Uh, or does it make a difference? And like I said, um, you know, how about them Eagles? How about them Eagles, uh Nima? I mean, listen, I love my team. I was on strike for a minute, but I'm off strike now. I love my team. I'm right with my team up there, whatever. But I will say they're doing a Doran Sting. They're doing a Thug Sizzle. They're making feel you proud. 8-1, I'm just saying. But I will say this. You have to cheer for them quietly. That's the secret. People don't know that. 
My my squad don't know that. They have to cheer for the Eagles quietly. We got to jump and shout and pat them on the back and just chill and let them ride. As long as you let them ride and do their thing, they're going to take it all. But as soon as you start screaming and hollering from the mountaintops, they get a little distracted. But guess what? We ain't going to distract them this year. We got this. We got this. Because for, for fans, uh, for, for Eagles fans, I mean, ultimately you have to cheer quietly because been down this road before, way back when Donovan McNabb was there, Andy, Re- Andy Reid was coaching, got y'all to like three or four straight championship or uh, division yeah. championships or whatever, and then what, no Super Bowl. Or you get to the Super Bowl, then what, uh, they lost the Super Bowl. So I understand cheering quietly as a Philadelphia fan. But, you know, us Cowboy fans, we get excited and we see we have seen the light at the end of the tunnel where, as, you know, Eagles fans, you haven't really seen that. So you like, you know, 7-1, <laughs> good, but let's see where we end up, you know. Because uh, y'all, y'all are the ones that threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So y'all got to chill. I mean, we we rough like that. We rough. We rough. They used to call the Flyers the Broad Street bullies, but um, the Eagles is the bullies right now. We the new bullies yeah. on the block right now. So hey, you don't come correct. Maybe Santa came in a cowboy suit. I don't know. Maybe that's why he got snowball. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hey, know. But if you come and what? correct, that's how you get dealt with. <laughs> yeah, JT. This the um this the ninth time that the Philadelphia Eagles have been eight one, um in their franchise history between the NF- NFL championship and the regular you know NFL. Each time yeah. that they've been eight one, they went to the championship game each time. What I will say wow. is this: Carson Wentz is a serious candidate for MVP, and mm-hmm. them picking up the running back a guy out of Miami was a boss move this week. Now you have options in that backfield, serious options. It's gonna be a it's gonna be on we although we can't look past Atlanta next week, it's gonna be the game of the week, November the nineteenth when we play Philly for sure. Mm. But down hey, the black street, baby, the Cowboys is gonna be all over top of the Beatles just to show uh, okay. That we are still the boss of the division. Y'all might be having a good game or a good season right now, but you ain't ran up on them Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, if he's still able to play, uh, Dez Bryant, that defense of Demarcus Lawrence. We ready for y'all, man. We ain't scared of no Philadelphia Eagles. Matter of fact, I think we got we? y'all number if, if we do the if we really? do the math. Really? <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about a Philly. That's the beautiful thing about a Philadelphia person. Just when you think you got the number, you ain't got the number. We're going to put y'all on your little horses, smack the horses in the ass, and send y'all on your way. That's how that's going to go. Go into the pond, all that good stuff, have a steak, do whatever. Hold up. 7889-2821. That's the number to call. If you want to get on the program, get on the conversation. We still got JT's over and under coming up later. Old school song today and the inspirational song today also coming up on the God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. 917-889-2821. Press 1 on your phone if you got a question or a comment. We're going to bring our other co-hosts in here, Adonis. Donnie Martin, what's happening, player? 
What's going on, man? Just sitting back listening to this Eagles fan torture y'all real quick. So, you know, <laughs> sounds all good to me. <laughs> you done But, you but I, will, I, I will warn, you know, JT just gave that interesting stat that, you know, the Eagles have started 8-1 and and have, you know, <sighs> eight times or whatever in their franchise history and have made it to the championship game every time. But apparently they lost that championship game because, to my knowledge, the Eagles still have no rings. So, you know, don't get too hot right now. Don't get too high on your high horse. It's still a long season, you know. So, you got you to gotta fit it. Panthers was 15-1 a couple of years ago, but none of that matters because they did not win that championship. So, you know, you got you to gotta wait till it's all said and done. Before you go, you know, slap people in the face. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly. I'm cheering quietly, but I ain't going to stand up for nonsense. Okay. All right. Hey, Don. Hey, Don. You go cheer quietly. Okay. All right. I hear you. Good option. Donnie, um, I I really want to hear your take on what you think about that Philadelphia squad, especially with them and uh, Josh to the big. Now they got a double threat back there in that backfield, man. That's, that's serious. And Carson Wentz is a very uh, front runner for MVP right now. Donnie, before you yeah, do that, that. Before you, Donnie, Donnie, uh-huh. before you do that, because we know you are long winded, I'm gonna get some updates. Always. All right, Donnie. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. World of the NFL football. Here's some scores. And update on some scores that from the early games. Right now, my Dallas Cowboys are handling business. Went back, took the lead back from Kansas City after that crazy, <clears throat> that crazy play at the end of the half. But I don't know what Dallas' defense was doing. But we're back on top, 21-17. San Francisco is down to Arizona, 17-10. That game is 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Washington up on so uh, 10-2. Are you are you serious? Ten to two. Thirteen minutes in that game left in the fourth quarter, and uh, those are the only games that are going on right now. <clears throat> Here's some early some scores for some early games. Of course, the Jets beat Buffalo on Thursday night, 34-21. Congratulations, Donnie, on that. Uh, Jacksonville uh-huh. all over Cincinnati. Seven. Philadelphia just made Denver look like a high school team. Fifty-one to twenty-three over yeah, Denver. Yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, New Orleans, 30-10 over Tampa Bay. Indianapolis up in Houston, 20-14. Los Angeles Rams, 51 to, to 19. I mean, 17. The New York Giants are just a laughing stock, like, like Donald Trump would say. An embarrassment and a laughing stock. Tennessee uh, uh, barely beats Baltimore, 23-10. Monday night game, Detroit, Green Bay, and then there's a Sunday night game, but I don't see it right now, so I'll tell you about it later. But we will probably try to uh, go over that game. Anybody know what the Thursday? Uh, oh, Sunday night. Oakland and Miami are playing the late game Sunday. Oakland needs a win bad. Miami uh, also needs a win with the, the Jets and the Patriots. Uh, and the Carolina Panthers all over uh, beat the uh, Carolina. I mean, beat the, uh, you know who I'm talking about, Atlanta Falcons, 20-17. All right, Donnie, uh, the question that you had, I mean, but you have about the Eagles. Oh, about the Eagles. Um, I will say this about the Eagles. I'm impressed. Um, coming into preseason, even though I knew they made a lot of off-season moves, getting all Sean Jeffries and tightening up that receiving core, and 
I just didn't expect this out of the Eagles. I really didn't. I didn't see them being eight and one at this point. And so far, their only loss is to Kansas City, who, in many people's mind, may come out of the AFC. So, you know, not a bad loss. They won two division games, if I'm not so mistaken. I think they beat the Eagles so far. I mean, excuse me, beat the Giants, and they beat the Skins already once. Uh, twice, matter of fact, the Skins. But I think the toughest part of their schedule is coming up. They got y'all next week. Still got to play y'all two more times. You know, they got the uh, Raiders, they got the Rams, and they got the Seahawks. And we're going to find out a lot about them down this late stretch. But I do think picking up J.H.I. gives them a, a legit running back in the backfield. You know, they already were doing it by committee. But now that you have that one go-to guy, I think that will help steady that even more. But um, I don't know how they're doing it. I really don't. You know, Angular or whatever his name is, I've never heard of him before the season. I don't know. Oh, I have heard of him, but I didn't expect nothing out of him. Alshon Jeffries, even though he was pretty good in Chicago, I didn't expect nothing out of him this year. I didn't think Carson Wentz was going to be as good as he has been. But like JT said, he's an early season MVP candidate. So the Eagles are rolling right now. I suggest they continue this momentum, but I do think they're coming into the tougher end of their schedule, and we're going to definitely find out what they're made of down the stretch of the season. But so far they're looking good, man. And, and Donnie, hey, Donnie I want you to go ahead. I, will, I got I to gotta tell Donnie this. You, you got to go ahead and admit this is the second year in a row that the NFC East is running the NFL, period. No, nah, man. Although we didn't finish the fight last year, the NFC East, I will continue to say, is the best conference in football, hands down. No, I don't, I don't know about that. I think y'all are pretty competitive. I'll say that year in and year out, at least two of y'all teams are in definite serious playoff contention year in and year out, and y'all rotate that. But, no, I don't, I'm not going to give y'all the title of the best division. Heck, the NFC South has represented the, the Super Bowl the last two years with the Panthers and the Falcons. So how can y'all be the most dominant division? And y'all haven't even made it to the bowl. So I can't give y'all that just yet. Not not at this point. Wow. Wow. Nah, I can't do it. I agree with JT. I have to agree with Donnie. The only thing else I can say is, how about you, Joe? Yeah! Well, if you're going to break it down, the only only legit threat y'all really have in that division is the sorriest team in that division. Because let's just be honest, since 1995, the Dallas Cowboys have been blowing smoke up our butt. You start off hot, you everybody's screaming Ooh. Super Bowl, then late season something happens. Philadelphia Eagles, you can't get out the NFC Championship game, and then when you finally do get to a Super Bowl, you get your head taken off. The Giants are the only team out of that division who can finish. And, you know, the Redskins haven't been anywhere since the 80s in the Hogs. So, yeah, uh, let's just be real about that division. It's not all of that. It's a competitive division year in and year out. And don't give me that they beat up on each other crap. But, um, yeah, they just they don't produce at the end of the season, and that's what it's all about. And, 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 talking, and it's cool. And it's cool. I, like, I, like every, I like everything that you just said, Donnie. But when you in the when you in the AFC and the only team they talk about in y'all division is the Patriots and they don't talk about the other three, I'm good with what you say about us. Well, I'm not hey, sure said that the AFC East is the best division in football. I'm not. I'm not making that argument. You are about your division, so therefore, yeah, we I, stand, I stand by it. I stand by that. Uh, oh yeah, hey, no JT. doubt. I understand, but I just disagree. <laughs> I don't think y'all are the best division in football. Like the NFC That's West has been more competitive, y'all, in recent years. Because San Francisco has been San Francisco has been to the Super Bowl. Seattle has been to the Super Bowl. Arizona has been a legitimate threat year in and year out. 
So, I mean, I would go with the AFC West over you guys immediately. Initially, the AFC, I mean, excuse me, mm. the, NFC West, the AFC West is competitive year in and year out. The Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. So, I just I can't give y'all the title of the, the toughest division in football, not not all the time. All these divisions, hold on, all these, and then all these divisions that you're mentioning, you're going to give them top to bottom better than the, the uh, NFC East. Yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, like I said, uh, their, their teams have been the Forty Niners have been in the football Super Bowl recently. The um the the Seahawks have won a Super Bowl and been in two recently. So the AFC, I mean NFC West is doing better than y'all. Denver won a Super Bowl, so the AFC West is doing better than y'all in that aspect. And they're competitive year in year out, top to bottom. Their worst team is San Diego, and San Diego can beat anybody on any given Sunday. So yeah, I, I say you know. Couple of divisions better than y'all, but you know, pretty good division all in all. We had to agree to disagree on that one, for sure. No doubt. Wow. No doubt. Let JP chime in on this. Hey, you know what? What's up, Wool? What's up, JT? What's up, Donnie? Is, is Nemo on, on the line too? Yes, I yep. am, JT. Yes. Oh, what's up, Nima? How you doing, lovely? Hey, Look love. here. I would have. I would have to agree with Donnie. Donnie hit it on the head. I mean, I right now, there, there has been no relevance in the NFC, in the, uh, in the NFC East. I mean, the Redskins have consistently been bad for I don't know how many years, since 1991 when they won their last Super Bowl. Dallas, mm-hmm. Dallas hadn't done anything since they won their last Super Bowl in 1995, and the only year of relevance they really had was last year with the two all-star rookies. And then when you look at Philly, Philly was a team, and New York was a team that was really holding the NFC East up for the last decade when you look at what they were able to do with Andy Reid and with Tom Coughlin and winning two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Outside yep. of that, they, 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 there's, you really can't hang your hat on the NFC East because top to bottom, you can only count on one team that's really going to separate themselves from the rest. And like I say, that we beat up on each other year in and year out. Not right now. I'm on the head. I'm not really paying attention, but from what I from what I'm hearing and what I'm saying, the NFC South is probably the most competitive division from top to bottom. And then with the AFC West, like you said, I mean, if you got to pick other divisions, I would say the NFC East is probably third, fourth, or fifth when you break down all the divisions overall. So. Uh, I, I know I know you're biased, Wu. I know you're biased, JT, because you cowboy fans, and that's where you have. But but right now, y'all three, y'all three and four, and Philly is the only one that's really making a lot of noise right and now. And the only thing else I got to say so, is, how about them cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> See that that that's the obnoxiousness. Hey, Wu, come on, of a man. Cowboy fan, JB. <laughs> They don't. They they have no legit argument. They can't stand when somebody is spitting facts and and the truth at them. So then they go lean back on the year 1995. Oh yeah, we can't. Man, nobody care about that. They just play that little stupid Jimmy Johnson clip, man. You know. But I agree with you, JV. You you hit that nail right on the head. You were spitting some knowledge, so we we expected that from the hater. <laughs> You know what? I think I think I think with your comments, Donnie, woo woo you know what? Woo feeling like a disgruntled girlfriend who had a baby <laughs> and then put on some weight and then got dumped. You know, because she couldn't lose the weight. So You did one hell of a job 
And the only thing else I got to say is, how about you, Cowboy? Right now, right now though, you, you, you the only team you can really hang your hat on is are the Eagles. I mean, last year when you looked at Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was putting up phenomenal numbers, and he hit that rookie wall. And I think when you looked at the injuries that the Eagles sustained last year, yeah, he kind of t- he kind of you know drifted away at the end of the season. But you know, listening to talk radio and hearing what Carson Wentz is doing right now. You know, and I heard they picked up the Giant, knowing what type of running back he is. They are clearly the favorites because, I mean, who in the division can really challenge them right now? I mean, if you really want to talk about playing good football and when you look at a record, who, who's challenging them right now? Because Is this really a question? Good. Well, no, you got to remember, JB's question. not looking at football right now. You got to remember, because he said we're three and four, we're four and three. He's not looking at yeah. football, so he can't. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all four, I thought y'all was three and four, so my bad, my bad, my bad. I mean, we switched that around. I must have been thinking about defenses when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were you thinking about that, right? <laughs> no, 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 you, you were still stuck on Friday. You were thinking about positions. Just be real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm shocked though. At the end, at the end of the day, Warren, JT, Donnie, um, you know, hey, to to see what the Eagles are doing right now, you know, and I'm disappointed because, like I told y'all earlier before the season started, I thought that I thought that Prescott would have emerged this year and really stepped up to the next level, and mm. and, and, and from what I'm how- hearing. That hasn't been the case, but I'm going to tell you what I really think the Cowboys' Achilles heel is. I really think it's the head coach. The head coach is nothing but a glorified cheerleader, you know. And I, I, I think with the talent that they have from what I've seen last year, I don't think that he's going to be the guy to get them to where they need to go, you know. So, and, you hey, know, Jones, he's watching that bus right now. JB? You said what, not boo? Jerry Jones is the you head coach. Oh, well, they definitely ain't going to win nothing soon, man. Because, exactly. You know, since he took over the team, the last time they, they haven't been relevant since Jimmy Johnson was there. You know, and when Bill Parcells was there, you could have had an opportunity to go. But like he said, you wanted him to cook the dinner, but you didn't want him to buy the groceries. You know, so if, you can't, if, if the owner can't get out of his own way and put the right people in place and, and, and let them do their job, then – it's a lot of waste put the of right, talent on the Cowboys, right? Put the right people in place once before, and he learned from them. And so that's why he's able to be the owner, the general manager, the head coach, the equipment <laughs> guy, the tells lady at the pool. Hey, hey, woo. water boy. <laughs> hey, woo. Everything. Yeah, go wow. ahead. Hey, I wanna get I wanna get to our honest opinion, man, on what's about to happen tomorrow. Uh Jerry Jones, uh McNair, um the uh, three of the biggest owners, Kraft in the NFL, they're gonna be they're gonna be cell phone records are gonna be pulled and they're gonna be deep in uh position in the Colin Kaepernick uh case. Does that give give any more credit to Kaepernick's case and does he get a victory because 
and even Goodell's phone is going to be pulled. And they did anything that if it's proven that they blackballed him out of a job, what do y'all think happens and what kind of black eyes are going to be on the NFL? Wow. I think it's gonna be, Great question. That's going to be huge implications um, against the owners, the NFL in general. Uh, it, it's probably be one of those dings in the shield that they ain't going to be able to get fixed, uh, you know, the, the dent wizard to replace. Uh, that's going to be a dent that's going to, I don't know if it's going to bring down the NFL, but I would most certainly say it would put a, a major dent that they may not be able to recover from uh, until a long time. That's my point. That's mm. my thoughts on it. Not to mention it would be hella messed up, but what do you think, JB? Well, I, I, uh, I think that um, there, there could be huge implications. There could be huge implications due to the fact that I think there will probably be another injunction done. And if they found that the owners have colluded to keep Colin Kaepernick out, then now you're looking at the possibility of them doing away with the current collective bargaining agreement that they have still several years on. So, but that, that means that the players have an opportunity to really stop playing and to work on a new CBA and they could potentially come back and get the power that they had before that they lost when they gave made Roger Goodell the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And then when you look at it from a marketing standpoint and sponsorship standpoint, do you think the sponsors really want to keep their names tied to the league because they understand that these players – I mean, at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick did nothing wrong. He stood up for something that was right. And then what, right. what, what will that show to the masses because we saw what was going on in our community, in our society with young black men and young black women who were unarmed being, being killed. So, you know, they got a fight on their hands. And if this CBA gets voided out, now that gives the players the opportunity to walk away, you know, and yeah. it, 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 could be a, it could be a huge mess. So, um, I think this is this, this, you know, this is huge moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll give a quick scoring update before we go on any further. Uh, Cowboys score Cole Beasley, and that gives the Cowboys the uh, extends the lead twenty-eight to uh, seventeen. He wanted to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He wanted to make sure he gave that up. I can't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, let's let's take a quick break, man, to come back. Let's do the old school song today. I got my man's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five for the old school song today. Yeah, I'm taking you way, way back to the message, baby. Uh, so keep it locked right here. God Squad 66 Entertainment, Big Boo Radio. We got Nima in the house, repping Philadelphia. And of course, yep. we got JB, <laughs> Dave, Adonis, Donnie Martin, and myself, Big Boo. We will be right back. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. 
jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under.
I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took, and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag, being used and abused. And served like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was claimed to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> Attention, attention, all authors. You want your work to stand out and to maintain all your rights to it? Then SBR Publications is for you. Sunshine Black Rose Publications, LLC. As a publishing company made for the independent writer, we offer a wide range of services which include publishing, editing, book cover design, self-publishing, consultations, and marketing for your project. Check our website out, www.sunshinebrpublications.com. Email us, sunshineblackrose at gmail.com. Remember, where the artist can be an artist and we take care of the rest, we strive for one goal only, bringing your dreams to reality. Go to bigwoolradio.com for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Boo, JT, and Donnie. Streaming live on the Big Boo Radio app. Broadcasting live the God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. Here's your host, James JT Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Martin, and Big Woo. Yep, yep. What's up? What's happening? What's going on? Welcome back. 917-889-2821 is the, name, is the number to get in on the off-topic uh, show on God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. We got JB, Mr. 299, is in the building. We got Nima in the building talking sports with us. Uh, stay tuned, y'all, because on Big Blue Radio, we got a show coming up called Brutally Honest. It's a, a show where we get brutally honest with some music, uh, some conversation, uh, grown folk talk. So put them kids to bed. I know it's going to be 7 o'clock when we come on. But put them in the tub, let them sit in there and marinate for an hour, and then put them to around 8, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, something like a glass of wine or your adult beverage and check us out 14th 14th that's Tuesday Tuesday night on down brutally honest JB Nima Ayana Big Wu will be in the building JT will be in the building we're going to have some fun talking about some adult things and keeping it brutally honest for sure uh, but right now we're talking sports. We were talking about, um, well, before we went to break, the old school jam of the day, uh, we were we were talking about um, the Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, um, I guess he subpoenaed, or the, the some of the owners' phone records had been subpoenaed mm-hmm. to um, to see what any conversations that might incriminate them or. Or, or see if uh, Colin Kaepernick may have 
a uh, a case against the owners for collusion, I guess. Or Doc, you had something that you wanted to, to uh, speak on about that that whole topic. Plus, we're gonna get into uh, the Cowboys uh, some more. They're up twenty-eight seventeen, and. Uh, I think we just got an interception against Alex Smith. So, uh, there it is. That's his first interception, I think, of the year. So, kudos to the Cowboys uh, for getting that interception there. And uh, Donnie, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you uh, do your thing uh, about the Colin kick. But you know, before I do that, you know what? Come on, man. I'm about to send him a cheesesteak, a Philly cheesesteak. Seriously, I'm about to mail him a special Philly cheesesteak with some, water ice in the front. Put some X lax in it, Nima. Put some X lax in it. <laughs> oh, no, I ain't never really had a real Philly cheesesteak. That would, that sounds Oh, oh, okay. Come Gino. Just don't go to Gino's. No, Gino sucks. That's no, like no, no. Sex. We ain't talking about no, not definitely not. What no, Gino's is garbage. Talk about twenty years ago. Gino's was the bomb. Now, no, come on now. We know about like nah, 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 nah. 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 nah G, you, need, you need to hit a street vendor or one of them hood corner stores. But Gino's is not happening, yo. It's, it's Gino's used cheese whiz, didn't he? They don't even chop up their meat. They just go, man, you know, it's not, no. Don't, just don't use Actually, Gino's. it was the, I'm, I'm, actually it was the joint matter across fact, the street. It's a spot right across the street from Gino's. Their cheesesteaks is better. I can't tell you the name of them right now, but, yeah, after Gino's wait for the $40 went... there. No, no. Go to 52nd and Market. Hit that joint right under the L. I don't even know the name of it. Cheesesteaks, crazy, crazy bananas. But we ain't gonna get into that's that. what I'm talking about. You got to go to them type spots, Lou. You know, the lead them commercial <laughs> venues alone. Go to that. You don't even know the name of the shop, and that's where you're gonna get the best cheesesteaks. Yes, <laughs> like the men made them famous. Man, boys, the men. Nah, made well, them I, it made them famous because famous people go there. And started with it's in an Italian neighborhood, so you know you had a lot right. of Italians, Sylvester Stallone, and them guys come back, and that put it on the map. But as far as the quality of the steak, man, it's one of the worst I've ever had in Philly. It is the worst All I've right. ever had in Philly, Talk to be honest. Right. Hey, Nigma. I ain't never ate a Gino's. Yeah. Over at the Don't do it. Save your money. Name of is it a half moon? Is is a half moon still open up there on um, off, uh, off of Market Street? The half moon. What is that? A hey, little strip club right there on the corner. They used to okay, serve food. Okay, I don't know about a strip club. Uh, I can I can tell you the blue moon is still open though. The boom boom. The blue moon is still open. <laughs> that little raggedy boy. that's still. They just got renovated. <laughs> you can go there. You can go there and get you some wings and a better cheese steak. Gene, or at least they use real cheese instead of that cheese wig. Name of JB thought it was a stripper just because she danced once they got to the Blue Moon Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Colin Kaepernick. Wow. Uh, uh, go ahead, uh, Donnie. Give us your insight about the uh, Colin Kaepernick and, and what's going on with the owners. Well, I had I had a little something, uh, little something built up, but after you played that old sorry Cowboys crap, you Kendrick Lamar me and killed my vibe, so you know, I'll see what I can come up with, but I, I don't think anything's going to happen. 
I mean, even you subpoena the guy's phone records, you're talking about billionaires with common sense. I don't think they were silly enough to text each other this type of information. They probably discussed those words over the phone. But um, Mm. in the case of Colin Kaepernick, he has to prove collusion. So even if you prove that them guys talk to each other at a certain time and certain date, what does that really say? I mean, it's the NFL owner. It's the elite group. It's only 32 of them. They talk to each other all the time. So just as you got phone calls back and forth between the two, it's not going to prove anything. What you need is some hard evidence. And then plus, and tr- plus, these guys are lawyered up. You're talking about NFL owners. They're not going to have to say a word. Their lawyers are going to chew that to pieces. Even if you do find some evidence and, and, and one or more talks to each other, that's still not collusion amongst the 32 NFL owners unless one of them flat out is dumb enough to send a text message that says, hey, we're going to all ban Colin Kaepernick this year. And I don't think that happens. So other than that, I think unless you get that, you know, type of evidence, nothing is going to come of this. So I think it's just going to make the, you know, Colin Kaepernick situation worse for him personally as far as his chances of ever getting back in the league, if that would be the case. But, yeah, the owners are going to get off. You know, they're, they're not going to face any charges, any any – any discipline or anything like that from this. It's just going to be, hey, yeah, I did talk to him. And if they're smart enough, they will say, yeah, I did talk to him. But what we talked about is none of your business. And you can just leave it at that. And that will be the end of that. So I wish him the best, but I hey, don't think anything is going to come of it. Hey, whoa. Oh. Hey, real quick. Like I said before, the other day, Colin Kaepernick hasn't done anything except shed light on what's going on. But no the doubt. NFL owners, they, they didn't need to say anything because a lot of general managers came out and said that they wouldn't, they wouldn't bring Colin Kaepernick for anything at all. He's never been in trouble, never beat a woman, never killed anybody, never been arrested. But did at the same time, they showed what they, they, they kind of showed their hand when they had the meeting not too long ago in New York. They didn't even invite Colin Kaepernick. Importance attorney. So what does mm. that say about the entire situation? You know, you want to get mad at a man for kneeling for a flag, which at the same time, they're making it about the flag in the military, which we know it has nothing to do with. But they've kind of shown their hand, you know. So we already know what the mindset is. And if you have the owner, McNair, come out and make the comments he made last week, he got too comfortable and he let it slip. So if he could say what he said on a microphone, what do you think he's saying in back rooms when those owners are home? And I'm trying to call back over to you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, JT, what are you what are you thinking, man? I mean, you you kind of brought this up. What what is what was your thoughts on this? Well, the interesting part about it is there've been all of those owners that made public comments about not having Colin Kaepernick on their team. All of the things that have been publicly said, as well as, well as their cell phone records, all that stuff is going to be pulled. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what the results are going to be. Uh, I was kind of helped, you know, hoping at the end of the season that he would be able to, you know, get a job in the NFL. But at this point, I don't know how much, you know, that's going to even matter because who's to say that he won't be in the same situation when the, se- when the end of the season comes? He won't have a job again. It's kind of like, this whole thing has turned, you know, flip side. I just want there to be the result from why Colin uh, initially kneeled anyway. Let's see some results on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And quit blackballing this man 
and and, and give him a, a real opportunity because this man did modern day what, what a lot of our you know ancestors fought for back in the fifties and sixties. So, I, I, you know, I'm glad that that's what I'm, that's what'll make me happy. Yeah, and other athletes as well. I mean, he's he is definitely following the footsteps, and I think ultimately, uh, as the years go on and and things happen in the NFL, is is going. I think Colin Colin Kaepernick is going to look more and more like the hero that he should that he should look like uh, when it's all said and done. Um, but I do wish him the best. I hope he does get to play again in the NFL. Um, I hope he's keeping himself in shape and. You know, I, I wish the best for the brother because what he done doesn't. I don't think it, it warrants him being out of NFL indefinitely. Um, just at, at the prime, pretty much the prime or the peak of his of his career. Um, but well, somebody else is at the prime and the peak of his his career is uh, the the Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. The Carolina Panthers. <laughs> One again, they keep winning uh, despite well, despite trading Kevin Kevin Benjamin. Uh, the Panthers' old, old offense looked promising. Agree or disagree, Donnie, uh, that the Panthers um, looked uh, uh, better than expected. Let's say this better than expected uh, because I still say that they're going to be uh, a way better offense without Kevin Kevin Benjamin for a bunch of. Reasons, not just because Kelvin Benjamin wasn't producing like he did his rookie, but I think that it's just something about having, you know, the the option of that speed with Samuel and Shepard and those guys and McCaffrey. That speed, it, it, I, I think, from what I could see today, that things were starting to open up a little bit more. Uh, McCaffrey had um, more. I think he had more action in his. Than normally, um, than the, the, of course not the first game because the first game of the season they seemed like they was force feeding him the ball. But I think they're, they're they're learning or wanting to implement him in the game more, and you can see that he wasn't on kick punt returns, he wasn't on kickoff returns. They had him um, in that first team like he's and not trying to have him this utility player that's not important to the offense when he when he absolutely is. But what do you what do you think about that? How do you think that offense looked today? I thought promising. Do you agree or disagree? Oh man, I have to um, disagree. I will say this: they look better than expected because for me the expectations were extremely low for them. I didn't think they were going to come out and perform. But um, let's just you know let's just be real about it. When you look at it, it was um, luckily Cam Newton ran for a season high in yards today because. He was the majority of the offense. Um, He only threw for 137 yards, so, you know, none of his receivers got off or anything like that. You know, the speed that we were supposed to see, I didn't see. I think Samuel only had one catch. Shepard only had one catch, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Oh, hold on, Samuel might have had two two or three. He did get a couple in that game. But I just wasn't impressed. I didn't see the speed. And those same guys that with all of the speed were on the team while – Funches was there as well. I mean, not Funches, um, while, while uh, Kelvin Benjamin was there as well. So he shouldn't have stopped them from performing if they really are, you know, 
capable of doing that because Ted Ginn flourished in that role, being a speedster along with the two big wide receivers. So, you know, you need to step up on the field. I think the defense saved them a lot today because think about the two Jonathan Stewart early fumbles. Defense only gave up three points out of that. Now, had they given up 14, we're talking about a totally different game. So, like I said, let's not confuse great offense uh, with, with, with our defense playing solid. I brought that up yesterday. So, like I said, the offense did better than I expected. McCaffrey obviously had his first good game of the year, his really good game, you know, got into the end zone twice. I think he had, like, you know, 60-something yards. Finally averaged more than three yards a carry. So, um, you know, he did okay. But the offense, all in all, did not look that great to me. I think the defense carried him today, and we got, you know, lucky. You know, a lot of, like I said, the two Jonathan Stewart fumbles, and we didn't give up a um, uh, a touchdown. And not to mention Julio Jones dropped a wide-open touchdown. Like, things like that saved us today more so than the yeah. offense came out there and had a great performance. Well, I just I just think when it when it was time to score when they when they needed I, I thought they were moving the ball and I seen the difference in the play calling and that's what I'm getting at I I seen them try more yeah. of the, the round some more um of keeping the defense I think they were more keeping the Atlanta defense off balance by having Stewart and McCaffrey out there at the same time and 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 doing more things with Cam actual design run plays for Cam because now I think with that. Sp- and the defense don't know if the, if they're gonna get behind them or not. That does open it up for Cam to run. You know what I mean? When when Bel- Benjamin was hit, I don't think they called the plays for Samuel or for Funches. It was more you know plays for Kelvin Benjamin, and he wouldn't be open. So now the play breaks down. So I think now mm. for whatever it opens the field or opens it up a little bit more. I don't know, uh, uh, JT. What did what did you see? When you watch the Panthers today, um, like I was like I was telling Donnie, I I think um, it's promising if they keep calling plays that um, that caters more to the speedier guys opposed to, to the bigger guys. Like Funches, Funches got a bunch of catches today um, in the absence of Kelvin Benjamin and of course Samuel. Uh, I don't expect Samuel to get but two or three catches because he, they're gonna be looking for him deep. Uh, is there anything in this offense that you've seen uh, today, JT, that to you maybe looks promising, or um, are you like Donnie's? Like you know, it was it was all defense. I'll, granted, I don't want to take anything from the defense because if it wasn't for them, like you said, those two fumbles and inopportune times by Jonathan Stewart was just heartbreaking. But the offense, they didn't they didn't miss a beat really. They, when they got the ball, when they would get the ball. They made something happen. I think they only punt maybe once or twice in this game that I that I can remember. Uh, but give it, come come on in here, JT, and, and and tell me what do you think this offense is looking like, and and is it promising or uh, it's not much of much of anything? I mean, it's there. Um, penalties kind of helped that offense a lot today too on the defense. I, I to be honestly, man, I just see. It's, a lot of this is going to be on Cam's shoulders. I mean, he's going to have to put this team on his back because I know Funches had some catches today, but Funches is not Kelvin Benson. You know what I'm saying? And really, the wide receivers, when I looked at that quarter day, it was almost like, wow, this is what Cam got to work with. I know he'll be glad when um, Greg Olson comes back in about two weeks. You know what I'm saying? That gives him another weapon, but then he didn't even utilize the tight end much today. So it's kind of like you know, and then the thing with Jonathan Stewart, 
I was hurt for hey, that young hey, man. Hey, and the one time he did throw it to the one time he did throw it to the tight end, he was wide open and he missed. Yeah, that is correct. You're right. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of the things, man. You know, Olsen is going to help. I don't. I mean, if they keep winning, getting the playoffs, they got a shot to make something happen because it's wide open. But if if it's just one dimensional and defenses can just jam in and and just you know aim in on Cam, I don't know how far they're going to go. You know, what I'm saying they got to open it up. See, that running game, they got to get something going, man, with that running game so they can at least be able to you know. To, to have something else other than just passing. And Cam being, you know, although today was the first time I ever seen Cam slide like twice in the game. I guess he's smart yeah. enough. But, you know, it's, it's all good, man. You got to learn something. You know what I mean? uh, scoring update, the Cowboys, well, not scoring update, uh, final update, the Cowboys just beat the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 28-17. to 17. And only thing else I can oh, say is, Lord. how about them Cowboys? Yeah. Come on, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that Will. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a Florida State fan, man, and I watch Kelvin Benjamin at, at Carter State. He He's not a guy who runs routes extremely well. He doesn't get a lot of separation, but he's able to use his body well. But the thing that I notice is you, you, you drafted the guy in the first round, but you get rid of the guy for a third-round pick next year if you're really trying to improve your team and make another push for it. My question is, what's going on behind the scenes where you let a guy like that go? What is it that we don't know? Because you typically don't see a move like that. And if I'm not mistaken, how long has Kevin Benjamin been in the league? Three years, right? This is his fourth three, year. Right? Yeah, three years. Fourth year. And didn't they – and didn't they work they didn't they exercise the fifth year option of his contract? Yeah. That was the old And then you let him go for but then but then you but then you let him go for a third round pick to Buffalo. What is it that we don't know that's going on with Kelvin Benjamin in this organization? But what we well, do know this, is that man, the coach Marty that's in Buffalo, was, he used to coach Marty, Yeah, but Marty Herney is now the GM who was the GM prior to um uh, Gettleman, who drafted um, Kelvin Benjamin. So Gettleman's out. Marty Herney, Marty Herney's back in, and I think that had a lot to do with it. That he wasn't Marty Herney's guy, and Marty Herney is is a different kind of um, player. I mean, a, a recruiter of players than Gettleman. Marty Herney likes, I think, you know, the, the, the fast moving offense they had when he was there. Um, and then uh, Marty Herney was a, a a big guy in the middle. He liked to, to to draft the guys in the trenches and big guys and things like that. So I, I think I think some of that has to do with the GM uh, when he made the decision to make that trade and started thinking about the future of the Panthers. I thought he probably thought get something out of Benjamin while he can. And I just didn't think Benjamin was playing. Um, he definitely wasn't playing um, like his rookie season when he came in. He had over a thousand yards receiving, and uh, I think he had a hundred catches or close to a hundred catches. Um, and then, he, of course, the second year he got hurt and was out the whole season. And they went to the, the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, and then he came back. And you see, the Panthers didn't go down. They didn't even make the playoffs. 
Um, and, and so, and then this year it started out more of the same of him being just a mediocre number two at best receiver here anyway. I don't know if he's going to turn in to be a number one guy somewhere else, but I didn't think he was playing number one worthy um, uh, right now at, at, with the Panthers, and, I, and, and, and a lot of them might not have nothing to do with him. I don't think it was his fault that he wasn't playing that well. I missed him a lot. Sometimes Cam didn't target him. Um, but I think it was probably a, better, a good thing for both for, for both. Both uh, if both parties, uh, Kelvin Benjamin going to somewhere else that that might treat him more like a number one for the Panthers to to open this offense. I think that's that's the the whole reason why they got rid of him. Not the whole reason, but part of the reason why they got rid of him is to open up this offense. Hey Donnie. Well, like I said, I, so far this season, Kelvin Benjamin had 500 yards and 36 catches. You know, he's not even in the top 10 in the league in targets, and he is the Carolina Panthers' number one wide receiver. So I don't think that things, you know, I don't think he was the problem. I just don't understand why, like like I said yesterday, and like um, JT, um, JB just said, even if you do want to get rid of him, why do you get rid of him for a third-round pick next year? How does that help your squad? And, and if nothing else, get a warm body back for him this season. You need offensive lineman help. You could have got another running back because Jonathan Stewart just ain't cutting it. You could have got something for him this year. And to let him go for nothing when he was essentially your best offensive weapon just doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't think he's the problem for the speedsters not being able to persevere on the team. Because, like I said, Ted Ginn flourished in the role. Brent, Brent, uh, whatever, Lil Burson had a little nice couple of seasons in that role. So, you know, the guys, Samuels and them just need to step up. Kelvin Benjamin wasn't their problem. And in anything, in my opinion, he was under-targeted. So, I'm, you know, I'm a Panthers fan, so I'm rooting for him moving forward. As we all know, we did make it to the Super Bowl without him one year. So I'm hoping we can capture some more of that magic. But I just think that – Kelvin Benjamin was not the problem, and I, I feel sorry for the AFC East, which my other team is in, once him and um, Tyrod Taylor work out that magic together. Because Kelvin Benjamin is definitely a good receiver, and he has been since Florida State. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. Like I said, I'm wishing for the best, but I just don't understand the move. Hey, even, in Florida, hey, even in Florida State, he was known as not having great hands coming into the NFL. So I mean that kind of showed that 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 reared his mm-hmm. ugly head from time to time with Kelvin Benjamin as well. Um, again, mm-hmm. not he, not trying to take anything from Kelvin Benjamin just because he's not on the team anymore. But I I I thought he was way better coming into the league in his first year opposed to what he's doing now, and probably not any fault of didn't fit in the offense with a big guy like Devin Funches and two big guys on the team. So. I, I think the Cal, I mean, uh, Panthers feel like um, Devin Funches w- was enough to get it done, uh, open that offense with these speed guys going deep, and uh, try to open the middle of the field. And so when when, when Greg Olson come back, the middle field be wide open if they if they do. And it's going to come down to play calling. I just don't believe in the in the offensive coordinator uh, as of right now, unless he makes some changes from what he what he was doing before when when Benjamin was there. So we'll see. What the offensive coordinator does, I, I like what I saw today um, as far as the offense goes, uh, uh, other than the fumbles, the two fumbles by Jonathan Stewart, which I think the Panthers would have been on route for a blowout against that Atlanta team had those fumbles not occurred. JT? 
Yeah, um, I gotta take I gotta take this moment uh, to make a, a breaking news announcement because y'all fellas are a lot better than me in fantasy football. I have to take my moment. We making history in the off-topic challenge because I'm trying to get my second win of the year. It looked like I'm finna beat Terrence team 94.74 to 12. You finna, I'm finna oh. make history to 12. <laughs> to 12? Goodness gracious. <laughs> you know that, oh, you know what, JT? That sound like that sound like you that sound like you jumped on somebody and gave them a good whooping and then invited them over to your house to eat afterwards. That's a, that, that's that's embarrassing, man. <laughs> History, man. Ain't nobody ever that low, man. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad for sure. Oh man, seven zero. Oh no, nine one seven eight eight nine two eight two one is the number again on the program. I guess I'm gonna do our uh, inspirational song of the day. Might as well do this one. I always love to hear this song by my man, Kirk Franklin. And this is going out to my Panthers and to my Cowboys. One, two, three, victory by Kirk Franklin. Leave it locked right here on God Squad 66 Entertainment Network. Big Move Radio, off top with Big Move, JT Donnie, JB Mr. 299 is in the building. We'll be right back. Hey, yo, one, two, three, get up, we got victory. Wow. Hey, no weapon they throw at me.
the gift. Won't prosper. And all my people say, I'm doing good. See, the reason why you're doing good is because what's ahead of you is greater than all the things that were behind you. See, you gotta understand, you gotta understand that everything was already ordained before you got here for you to do good. See, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it in the trust man. God's masterful plan for his children. That's who you are, baby girl. You God's child. My brother, that's who you are. You gotta understand that all things are working for you. Shootings under his 
presidency than any other president, president. So I figured somebody's going to find a reason to blame him for it. So we might as well keep it consistent. You reminded, think, uh, you reminded me of you reminded me of something, JB. Yesterday at the, um, I think it was the Wisconsin game, there were two individuals that were there with a bomber mask, and they had a noose. And they weren't removed from the game because the security said they had free a right to uh, wear that because they were a paying patron of the game. It's a shame, it's a shame, Wu, JT, Donnie, Nima, that in light of where we are right now, it seems like we're 45 in the office. It has emboldened people. We're starting to see what people really think and who they really are. And even my daughter told me something at Penn State, you know, when we were there last week. They have white supremacist groups on campus for the kids. <laughs> so, wow. and now they're, they're more blatant with their actions, their gatherings, and what they say to minority students at the school. So I think, you know, I think in light of everything we've said about what's going on with the NFL and people talking about the national anthem, if you were to read it in its entirety and understand the racist and bigot overtones that the entire song has, if people really cared about everyone, just as being humans first, respecting a man as a woman for who they are, being a man and a woman first and foremost and the human, then we could have change. But obviously we see that there are other differences. And look at what Mike Dicker said. If you don't like it, go home. Leave the country. That's what we're getting. So, you know, I think it's going to be a while before we really start to see positive change in this mm-hmm. country. And I hate to say it, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, I we at Big Blue Radio are going to start making some positive changes around here. So, yes, um, try, to, try to be positive. Just love. Love one another. Your sister yeah. and your brother. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. But, you know, back to sports, I guess. Hey, Wu. Donnie. Yeah. Well, I had a question, man, right quick. Um, what? Uh, just on the, uh, We was on college football, and they had some shifting yesterday. What do you think about Alabama being 1-2? They can actually repeat. They're gonna play each other in the, in the SEC championship, but they can actually play each other in the national championship, depending on how the order ends up. Clemson, Alabama. Oh, Georgia and Alabama. Not Georgia. Oh, Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Oh man, I don't. Ooh. That sound like a good well, matchup to problem. me. Here's the problem with that, JT, uh, JB. But JT, <laughs> at the end, it's gonna, yeah. the problem occurs is they're going to play each other at the end. Now, first of all, I'm hoping both of them take an L. I hope one of them loses to Clemson 
and I hope the other one loses to the other, whoever doesn't lose to Clemson. I mean, not Clemson, I'm sorry, um, to Auburn, and whoever doesn't beat yeah. them. So my boys, Miami, can creep on in. But even if they were to finish the season 1-2 and both undefeated, when they play each other, the loser, whoever it is, even if it's a very tough and competitive game, I think they're going to drop below number four. They probably won't drop no lower than five, but four puts them out of the playoffs. So I don't think, like, even if they – who I think the loser of that game is out of the playoff hunt by default because it's so late at the end of the season – and, and you know, you're going to drop to the least the number five spot. Unless whoever currently is two and three or whatever, you know, or should I say three and four, take an L that same week, then the loser of that game is going to drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I actually think they won't drop no lower than four because I think politics is going to play its hand. They want Alabama in that mix. And as good as Georgia is playing this year, they want Georgia in the mix. You know what I'm saying? I see them doubling up and playing each other twice. That's just my bold prediction. I hope so. I think they're going to go twice. Well, I don't hope so because that means my boys Miami didn't make it. But if that were to occur, I couldn't be upset with that because I honestly feel like those are the two best teams in college football this year. I mean, everybody else is up at the top. We've seen them, you know, not look so good or take an L. Even Miami, we're undefeated. But I watch them week in and week out. And we are not that impressive week to week. So, you know, I think Alabama or and or Georgia would put a whooping on us because both of those teams can run the ball down your throat and they can stop the run. So it'll be very interesting to see those two play each other. And if it happened to go down yeah. twice, I wouldn't mind it. But if they, you if know, they, they still play, got their other favorites. Go ahead. If they do play twice and they split, I'm thinking they should make them play a third time. <laughs> hey, I would also not be mad at that as well. But yeah, you know that that second time winner gonna be the winner of the national championship. So you know, season yeah. will be a done and over deal then. But um, but like I said, JB, uh, JC, I just think they're gonna drop them down to number five, especially if teams like Clemson, because you know Clemson has to go through Miami or whatever in an ACC championship. So if Clemson were to do that, they would like to see Clemson in there. Somehow, some way, they're going to let Ohio State creep back in the mix. And if not Ohio State, it'll be be Penn State. And then, if not that, you know, of course, Wisconsin's been playing good all year long. So I think the loser of that game in the SEC championship is unfortunately going to be put at number – it's going to be the odd man out and going to be sitting in the five spot and barely miss the playoffs. I think Notre Dame is going to benefit – well, well, Notre Dame ain't gonna have to worry about that because my Hurricanes got them next week, and we putting the waxing on them, so they gonna be out of it, and they gonna help propel us into the top five spot. You know, after we beat them, and then we just need a couple of them teams to crumble, including one of them in that SEC championship game, and then my boys creep into the playoffs. So, you know, I got this scenario all worked out in my head, and the Canes get in, and one of them SEC teams don't. <laughs> hey, but you know what, Donnie? I mean, if we look at it, though, if you think about the powers that be, I mean, the SEC is considered the strongest conference in college football right now. And the powers that be, we know how political it is. If there's a way they can get both teams, two teams from the SEC in the national title game that travels well like Alabama and Georgia, and they don't have to share that money with any other other, uh, division, you know, any other league like the Big Square, the ACC, or the Pac-10, 
What do you think is going to happen? So that's the thing that's on my radar right now. What will they do in the event, you know, things turn out like you just said, you know, and I think it's going to be all about that money, and they're going to make it happen. I don't know, man. I don't know because it, but that being because first of all, the powers that be, you know, the SEC would love for that scenario to take place, but you know, um, the voters and the other guys of that nature don't necessarily have that much of a loyalty to any in particular conference. But you got to think they also would like to see some like Oklahoma and what's their quarterback name? They would like to see them get in there. Um, I can't think of the boy's name. Uh, Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, Baker Mayfield. They would love to see them. So, uh, and Notre Dame, they love to have a Golden Dome in the, in the championship game. If Notre Dame would have somehow to, you know, beat number seven Miami next week and then continue out undefeated, you got to let them in. Clemson, if they, they got to either be, you know, they may have to play Miami in, a, in an ACC championship game to defend the national champs. So, if they were to close out and beat Miami and only had that one loss, you got to let them in. So, unfortunately, one of them two SEC teams is going to get the boot when they beat each other. And, you know, it's a couple other shiny pennies that the powers that be wouldn't mind seeing there other than the SEC matchup. And not to mention, we get that matchup regardless because both of them are going to face each other in the SEC championship. So, I, I, unfortunately, whoever loses that game, I think they're out. And like I said, I hope somehow my Miami Hurricanes creep in there if we beat Notre Dame. But if not, it'll be Notre Dame, Clemson, the winner of that game, and then Oklahoma. And if not, Wisconsin. 917-889-2821 is the number to call. we got about 12 minutes left in the program, a little over 12 minutes left. JT, you got an over and under for us? Yeah, sure do. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. under. All right, fellas. First of two. Who between these two quarterbacks was the worst in their prime? Ryan Leaf or Jay Cutler? Oh. Oh, man. (laughs) Ryan Leaf, man. That dude, did he even have a prime? Like, he played for maybe two seasons, and considering the fact that they were actually debating whether it should be you or Peyton Manning, and then you turned out to be such a turd, you may be the biggest bust in NFL history. At least Jay Cutler did have a couple of decent years in Denver and in Chicago. So, uh, by far, Ryan Leaf is the bigger bust. Or had the worst prime, I I should say. Yeah, I don't know if it's better to just be – in and out and just done, or to just linger like Jay Cutler. He's just lingering and lingering. And he, he looks like he might be good, and he's terrible. So I, I'm trying to debate what's better. Uh, is it to be here embarrassing yourself year after year, year after year? <laughs> but he was a starting QB in the NFL for a decade, though, man. You know, you can't be garbage no matter how you look at it if you start – for a decade in the National Football League because they got plenty of people they'll try to replace you with. So he was doing no, something right all of those. Like, I, like I said, you, he just has this thing about him. He's got this strong arm. It's a powerful arm. And so you think if you just help him, you know, call the right plays for him and he'll be okay. And so they just kept doing that year after year because it looked so good in training camp. And, and, and then it, it'll get to real live uh, balls slinging out there and, and he's 
terrible. So, yeah, I mean, I'll go with Ryan Leaf, but, <laughs> man, to me, it's closer than what it actually sounds. <laughs> JB? I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with Ryan Lee. He was he, he was the worst. I mean, I mean at least Jay Cutler had three, out of his career. I can recall three years, and two of them was with Mike Shanahan, and he had one good year in Chicago. Other than that, he's he he he's been horrible. So yeah. I, I would definitely have to go with Ryan Lee. And he did make it to a Pro Bowl when he was with Mike Shanahan. That was actually his best year in the league. That's when uh, Brandon Marshall was out there, right? Right, right, Marshall. yeah. Well, yeah, I guess if you have a uh, receiver like Brandon Marshall, I guess you will at least have one good year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> over and under real quick. Well, it's not, yeah, I guess it is kind of an over and under, I guess. Um the Panthers are in second place in the division. Actually, just a half game out of first place. They to beat New Orleans. They'd probably be sitting in first place in the division right now. Uh, over mm-hmm. under, the, over under, the Panthers make uh, the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs, or they don't make the playoffs. I'm gonna go over. I think they make the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs. I think um, it's going to be a tough battle with them and the Saints for the division. I'm not going to count the Falcons out, but I think the Saints are the biggest competition to the Panthers. And being as though they have a a pretty decent head start in the division right now, uh, I'm going to go with them. You know, it's going to be a struggle on offense, as I mentioned earlier, but they do have a solid defense and a somewhat easy schedule. You know, they finish off with the AFC East teams, and I think they can beat beat Miami. I think they can possibly beat my Jets. So, a couple more Ws for them. So, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Do make the play. Yeah, I think um, the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I'm going to say that um, they make it to the divisional divisional championship um, and fall just short of the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't seen them play, but I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Panthers because y'all going with the Panthers, and I can't offer no solid commentary on both teams, so I'm rolling <laughs> with y'all. <laughs> All right, JT, we got we got time for one more. Uh, hey, I, hey, thanks to my man in uh, uh ANC Gold, I got to see LeBron take another home loss to Atlanta today. Does Cleveland have a reason to worry? They lost to the Atlanta Hawks today at home. Um, they have a reason to worry because they're losing right now. But I do think it's early in the season. I think they'll get it together. But um, I don't think they should expect much out of D-Wade. I think their bench, we're going to find out just exactly how old it is, even though it has depth and I like all the particular players. They are a little older, a little longer than two including LeBron, and I think they're going to make gas him out, um, you know, him trying to keep, you know, the team together. So they're in a little bit of trouble right now. It's early in the season, so I don't want to count them out. They got the best player in the league on their team, but it's looking rough for them. Yeah, of course they're in trouble, uh, but I don't think they will stay in trouble. Again, they've added a lot of different pieces uh, to this team in the offseason, so I do believe they'll get get it 
working and get all the kinks worked out and, you know, uh, and learn to play with each other, what rotations fit better. So they're going through all these things, uh, even though they are, you know, two years removed of being the world champs, they they do have this glaring piece missing, which is Kyrie Irving. And no matter what anybody says, Kyrie Irving missing is a problem. Well, and see, and here's the other problem. The piece that they got back for Kyrie Irving is not available for him as well. So that 25 points a game that you got from Kyrie last year, you know, Isaiah averaged 29, but you're missing out on that. So that does hurt a lot. But then the problem comes, you got to work him back in once he shows back up. And, you know, how do you just drop 29 points into the game without affecting everybody else on the team? So it's going to be interesting. They're going to have to get themselves together and blend. But, yeah, losing Kyrie for basically nothing, because the guy you traded him for, you don't have him right now. That definitely hurt the right. team. And, and I think you have to blame Tristan Thompson. And good as uh, I mean, Dwayne he, Wade has he been out there, there uh, to be. No. I, ahead, JB. I think you have to blame Tristan Thompson. You know, anytime somebody messes with one of them Kardashians, it seems to be a black cloud that hovers over their heads. So, uh <laughs> And he is injured right now. <laughs> so yeah, stay away. You see, you see that stallion of a white guy, right? He gonna be injured. He gonna stay injured. He keep messing around with uh, that Kardashian girl, uh, Chloe, especially well, Chloe. Well, somebody need to tell him. As long as you can look down at him, they can look up at you. So you got to come up off of that sometime and get focused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh want to send some shout-outs, man. We'll send out shout-outs to everybody that's listening to the um, program live. It goes back and listen to the uh, program on iTunes. That follow us on Spreaker. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Keep going out to our, our pages and um, liking our pages. Our page, the Floetic Poetry Show page. <laughs> And all that. We really appreciate everybody. Uh, Shouts out to the uh, Hydrocephalus Association. Uh, Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.com. That's nomorebrainsurgeries.com. And show your support uh, for this uh, disorder that uh, uh, children and and some adults uh, also have to go through um, multiple, multiple brain surgeries. So, Shouts out to everybody that is affiliated with the hydrocephalus. <laughs> oh my God, that is annoying right there. Uh, shouts out to everybody associated with the hydrocephalus. Shouts out to um, Men's Warehouse, man. They hooking us up, lacing us for the award show on December 16th, Queen City Awards. Uh, also, shout out to Wood Forest National Bank. Hooked us up with a nice little table at the event. You know what I'm saying? It's going down like that. Uh, so shout out to Woodforce National Bank. Uh, uh, who else? Who else we got? Shout out JT. Oh, um, Warren Publishing. Warren Publishing hooked us up. Yeah. Went through university, letting us come through and and uh, be a part of the press and uh, interview players and coaches and. Girls basketball, men's basketball, so definitely appreciate y'all for looking out uh, for that. Go ahead, JT. Anybody want to shout out that I might have forgot? Yeah, shout out to uh, Town of Clover as well. Uh, 
for looking out. Um, shout out to our audience, man. Shout out to everybody that's voting for you know on the um, QueenCityAwards.com. We're gonna make you proud. We're gonna make history December 16th. I promise you. I'm claiming it. Shout out. Absolutely. Shout out. Donnie, anybody? Donnie, shout out anybody? Nah, man. Just shout out to everybody on the show, all the listeners. Appreciate it. Keep, keep going to BigWooRadio.com. Keep going to Queen City Awards, voting for us. Thank you for tuning in. We enjoy doing it for you, and I enjoy it with the fellas every weekend. So shout out to all y'all, everybody listening, everybody on the line with me now. Absolutely. Nima, shout out to Nima, Shining Star L for coming through. Go check out her two uh, her one woman show out there. All the people in Philadelphia just look up Nima Shining Star L. Want to shout out also Nyana Renee, and uh, we got some information about Brutally Honest coming up real soon. JB, I know you want to. Hey man, um, I want to shout out the show. Of course, all the listeners, you know, especially a big shout out to you and uh, Big Woo JT making Big Woo Radio you know, possible for us to be on and for everybody to listen to. And uh encourage everybody to go out there and vote, man. We're trying to get out there like JP say and make history on the 16th. Absolutely. We could definitely make history. December City Awards, uh, com. Be in the building with us. We hang out at the after party, red carpet, whatever you want to do. We can Check out our website and the, the the Facebook pages and all that. And again, thanks everybody for the support. Be on the lookout. Hey, brutally honest. November fourteenth, starting on Tuesday, seven o'clock. Adult conversations only. Put the kids to bed early. Damn, Pete Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Mark, JB, Mister Two Ninety Nine, Nima Shining Star L. Radio, God Squad 6. Everybody, peace. We out. God bless. Peace.